stand forth in mighty conflict in this his glorious day that Paul his faithful servant against the Stand up for Jesus, stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you, you dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, be never wanting there. Stand up for Jesus, the strife will not be long. The crown of life shall see, and with peace the King of We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help 
save, comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are His. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray, and you're always ready to give more than we either deserve or desire. Pour down on us the abundance of your mercy. Forgive us those things of which our conscience is afraid. And give us those good things of which we are not worthy to ask except by the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 15, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 6. Genesis 4, 1 through 15. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Its desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to Abel, his, Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out into the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where's your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened up its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, 
Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. <coughs> okay, so we're going to read Psalm 5 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. For you I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies, the bloodthirsty and the deceitful. You, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, will come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight for me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. The epistle this morning is from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, and continuing verses 16 through 18, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1855. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, and then 16 through 18. For I am ready being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. But there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward to me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. At my first offense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth, the Lord rescued me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The gospel reading this morning is from St. Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 17, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1628. Luke 18, 9 through 17. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee 
and the other a tax collector, also known as a publican. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all that I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven. And he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. And when the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I had a children's story for you. And it's a Dr. Seuss story called Yertle the Turtle. Did any of you ever read that to a child, grandchild, or Sunday school? There's a little picture here of turtles that are stacked on top of each other. And uh, that really gets to the point of the story, but let's listen to it. In our passage today, the root theme of it is, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And that question would be, have you ever known someone who thought that they were much better than everyone else and that they, des they deserved, maybe even they demanded special treatment? Have you ever known anyone like that? Dr. Seuss wrote a story about a turtle who was just like that. His name was Yertle. Yertle the turtle. Yertle was a ruler of a little pond on the island of Salamasand. Salamasand. All of the turtles at the pond had everything they needed and were quite happy. They were happy, that is, until Yertle decided that his kingdom was too small. And he said, I am ruler of all that I see, but I don't see enough. My throne is too low down. That's what he complained. So Yertle lifted his hand and he gave a command. He said he ordered the nine turtles in the pond to stand on each other's back so that they could become his new and higher throne. And then he climbed up on the backs of the turtles and he had a wonderful view. But Yertle still wasn't satisfied. Turtles, he said, more turtles I need. And from his lofty throne, Yertle swelled with pride and the feelings of importance as his turtles from all over the pond came to climb on the stack of turtles which made up Yertle's throne. And at that very moment, 
at the bottom of the stack was a plain and ordinary turtle named Mac. And Mac struggled under the weight of all the turtles until he finally decided that he'd had enough. And that plain little turtle named Mac did a very plain little thing. He burped. And his burp shook the throne and Yertle fell right into the mud. And now the great Yertle is king of the mud. So when you think too highly of yourself, you often wind up taking a big fall. Don't you? In the lesson today, Jesus tells the story of a man who thought that he was better than everyone else. And in the story that Jesus told, the two men went to the temple to pray. They went up to the temple to pray. And one of the men was a Pharisee, which is a religious group that was very strict in obeying the laws of Moses. And the Pharisee stood up and he prayed about himself and how unlike everyone he was, especially not a sinner like the tax collector. And he went on to say, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all my income. Ooh-wee. The tax collector stood at a distance in contrast. And he would not even lift his eyes up to heaven as he prayed. And instead he bowed his head in sorrow, saying, Oh God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus asked the question, now which of these two prayers do you think was pleasing to God? Which of these two do you think was pleasing to God? The one from the Pharisee? Right? No, the one from the tax collector. And for those who exalt themselves, we know they will be humbled. And those who humble themselves, we know they will be exalted. Perhaps our prayer should be something like this, that we would pray that God would help us to remain humble, that we would not think more highly of ourselves than we ought. And in all things that are of value, we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. The beginning of the gospel message this morning started with, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. In other words, he is mentioning, and I want you to remember that it, during the season, the season that we are in, and even last week, there was a parable that you could make the... Uh, observation that he told them together, probably to the same crowd. Last week was the parable of the persistent widow and the judge that neither feared God nor respected man. So in this parable that we hear today, we have a Pharisee and we remember who these guys are. They're a, they're a sect within the Jewish community. And they were quite impressed with their own piety. Outwardly, they were dressed in finery, and, and they outwardly professed and showed that they, they followed Jewish Mosaic law. They acted outwardly holy, but there was someone very important who said, you are whitewashed tombs. You're white and clean on the outside, but inside you is death. Who were Pharisees that we know of? Saul of Tarsus, Paul, the apostle, right? And he was a self-described Pharisee of Pharisees. 
And then we have a tax collector. And, and who were the tax collectors? The tax collectors were reviled by the Jewish community. They were considered to be greedy and they worked with the Romans, the occupiers, the, the people that were oppressing God's people. They charged taxes in excess and they kept the difference between what was owed to Caesar and they kept it, those gains for themselves. Who do we know that was a tax collector? One name would be Zacchaeus, right? The little guy that climbed up the tree. But St. Matthew, who wrote the Gospel of Matthew, was a tax collector. So it would seem that the thread that is woven through the lectionary in today's reading is that faith is the determining factor of who is justified in the sight of God. We read of Cain and Abel. And Cain brought in a sacrifice, and Abel brought in a sacrifice. And we don't know why one was offered and accepted, and the other one wasn't. We just know that God did not like the offer that Cain brought. But then we look to Paul, who once was the Pharisee of Pharisees, who God used quite powerfully. Paul, who tells us that faith is a gift that no man would boast. Paul says in Hebrews 11:4, by faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man, when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. He still speaks in the scripture. We still speak of Abel. Faith. Faith is a gift. It would seem that men are more concerned about being justified in the sight of other men or more concerned about being justified as they look in the mirror than they are about God. And are you and I any different? Luther said that we are simul justus et peccator, which means that a Christian is simultaneously righteous and a sinner. You are and I am righteous and a sinner. Do you believe me? Do you buy into that? It's kind of weird. It's kind of hard. The world would say, how can that be? The world would say, isn't that convenient? And to which we say, yeah, that's mercy. So here's a prayer from a very dear friend, somebody I really care for and have come to know. His name's Chad Bird. And Chad says this in a prayer that he says, it's, it's, it's his prayer that he says when he gets up. It's the prayer they say around the table. It's the prayer they say when they go to the movies. It's the prayer they say before meetings. He's praying this all the time. And I have to warn you, it could be a little offensive. He says, Lord, I believe, but I also don't believe. He says, I'm a cocktail of contradictions. I'm double-hearted, forked tongue. I'm pulled heavenward and hellward in every step that I take. I fear you, but I also fear failure. I trust you, but I also trust myself. I love you, but I also love the limelight. Lord, I am a saint and a sinner. I'm your bride and the devil's whore. 
Lord, I believe you. Help thou. Help thou my unbelief. Did you hear yourself in there? I heard myself. Do you think more highly of your steadfastness than you ought to? Did you or are you bothered by what I just read? Saint and sinner at the same time. But here's what we know. Here's what we know. We know God, who is almighty, who is everlasting. We know God is ready to hear our prayers. And not only ready to hear our prayers, he longs to hear your prayers. The the words from his children. And not only does he long to hear it, he's not going, oh gosh, what now, Ken? No, he leans in. He leans in because he loves you and he loves me. We are his chosen. And in our petition, we pour out And ask him, rather, to pour out an abundance of mercy, to forgive us, to give us a clean conscience. To relieve us from fear. To give us good things that we're not worthy to ask for. We ask. We're not worthy except for the merits of his son, the mediation of his son. What his son did for us on that cross How else does God meet us and give us what we need to take that fear away, to give us that booster shot that we need, that inoculation from the fear and the evil that the world pulls us from, from being saint and the world is pulling us to be sinner, double-minded, or many different minds going on. What do we have? Well, here's what we have, and this is more from Chad Bird. We get, are you listening? We get more sanctification at the Lord's Supper than we would from a lifetime of moral striving. Holiness is a gift, my dear sisters and brothers. Holiness is a gift, not an achievement. And so I would say, lighten up, proud heart. More importantly, cheer up, faint heart. Do not worry. I had somebody come and ask me recently about, uh, in the Old Testament, you have this, this idea that sins visit the children of the sinner generation by generation. You know what I'm talking about. You heard that before, and people go, wow. And um, does that calamity, did I do that? Is God doing what he's doing to me because he's mad to me? And so here's the thing I need to tell you, no. No, he doesn't work that way. In your baptism, you were clothed in Christ. In your baptism, you were given that faith. In your baptism, you were assured of, of salvation and eternal life. You were rescued from sin and damnation. You now experience what we call, and you've heard me define it, Christian freedom. What is that? Freedom to sin as much as I want? No. No. Freedom from God's wrath. Righteous wrath. God is righteous. And for those who have not repented and been baptized, that wrath is coming. But what happens, pastor? I'm a Christian. I've been baptized. I believe, but then help me in my unbelief. What do I do? Help. Well, I got to tell you something because I, you know, I like it simple, simple little message, simple little understanding. So let's try this. There's two little children, one little boy and one little girl. And the little girl and little boy, they're like one and a half to two and a half, okay? And they're talking to each other. But you, as you're going to pretend you're the parent, okay? And you're listening to them. And, 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 and the little girl says, you know, this whole walking thing, I just don't get it. I mean, I try. But I take some steps and I land on my bottom, I'm never going to get it. 
And the little boy says, you think you got problems? I can walk, but man, this whole plumbing thing, it just isn't, ah, I'll never get it. And as a parent, or as an aunt, or as a dear friend, or whoever, you would say to these little ones, oh, you guys, I know it seems really hard right now. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems hopeless, but I'm telling you, there will come a time when it'll all be okay, and you won't worry about this. And it's the same way as we get older. If God is calling out to us in Scripture, he's calling out to us in our baptism, in the Holy Sacrament, child, don't be faint of heart. I have given you faith. I have given you sanctification. You are justified in what my son did. He would say to you, older child, don't worry. It's going to be okay. The irony is, is that as we get older, we have trouble walking. And the plumbing doesn't work like it used to, does it? Isn't that irony? Thanks, Daddy. But you know what? It's like a circle, I would imagine. And the bottom line is, is that he's got you covered, that it's going to be okay. Even though that evil is going to try and intrude into the lives of all of us through sin, and it's just what Satan does, we can have faith that God has overcome death and that his mercy outlasts any anguish or anticipation, fear of death that we might have. He's got it covered. And you as saints need not eternally despair over agony of sin, of things done or things left undone. I forgot to wear red today. Oh, no. Right? He's got you covered. That blood covered you from all sin, past, present, and future. You are his. You are named. You are his beloved. And he declares you and all who believe, all who are undeserving, to be justified in the name of Jesus. Amen.
please stand. Let us now confess our faith together with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray to our dear Father in heaven as his dear children, asking him to hear us for the sake of Christ and to grant us all things needful and all things beneficial for our salvation. Gracious God, you have renewed your church in every age and generation with the voices of those who recall your people to the gospel and who speak your word in times both easy and difficult. Receive our thanks for blessed Martin Luther and those with him who contended for the gospel many against many and great enemies. Make us bold so that we may, in our own age and our own time, Contend for the faith against those who would silence our voices or distract your people from the one true gospel of Christ, crucified and risen. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, you continue to bless your church with faithful pastors and church workers who are determined to know only Jesus Christ. Bless those who serve your people with the means of grace, that they may be preserved in temptation and sustained in trial. Open the hearts of many to hear your call to full-time service in the various places where you will and according to the gifts and abilities you provide. Give to the people in their care wisdom to hear the voice of your word and to mark false gospels and false preachers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, your word is truth. Keep us from abandoning pure doctrine and preserve us from pride lest we fail to use your truth to call a new generation to know you and love you. Be with all the baptized that we may live out fully the new life you have granted to us by water and the word and guide us to serve our neighbors in love, especially those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Mighty God, you have great power and yet you act with mercy. Teach those who lead us in this land to use power rightly and to act mercifully in the preservation of order, the accomplishment of justice, the protection of life, and the defense of the weak. Give us wise, godly, and faithful leaders who will follow your commands and serve with integrity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, you have continually been the defender of the weak, the advocate for the poor, and the help of the sick and those in need. Deliver the sick in accordance with your will, relieve their suffering, and grant them patience and peace, especially those we now name silently or out loud. Give to the aged your comfort and peace. Give to the grieving hope and the consolation of the gospel and the resurrection of the dead. Give to the dying your presence and bring them into the place of your everlasting light and life until the day when we shall be joined with them in heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Mighty Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Help us to know it well and keep us from departing from Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. We pray you on behalf of those who have fallen away from the truth, those whose zeal for your house has grown cold, and those who are tempted by doubt and fear. Bring them into your presence and restore their faith and their place within the fellowship of your church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, you have given us 
your word as your promise and washed us in baptism to be your own people and to, and to live under you in your kingdom now and forever. Build us up in Christ that we may hold the faith in the unity of the spirit and in the bond of peace and give evidence of this faith in holiness of life. Reprove us when we are in error and reform what is in, lacking in us that we may grow up into Christ our head. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, you know best the needs of your church, your people, and your world. Help us not to squander your gifts, but to apply our hearts diligently to the wisdom of your word and the work of your kingdom. Bless the foreign mission fields of our church and give to newly formed churches and congregations grace sufficient to grow and prosper according to your gracious will. Receive our tithes and offerings as part of our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving that you may be glorified and the work of your kingdom prospered. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, you have granted us the privilege of a place at Christ's table. Give us also your spirit and faith that we may approach his table with repentance, receive his body and blood with faith, and depart to bear us his fruit in lives of holiness and service to you and to our neighbors. Bless your church with the unity of doctrine and life, that through the forgiveness of sins, we may know the gift of a clear conscience before you and live at peace with one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Preserve your church, O Lord, and each of us as members of Christ's body, that we may not surrender the true gospel for any reason, but be kept in this faith and fear throughout the days of our earthly pilgrimage until that day when we and all your people shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the reward you have prepared for us and all who have loved his appearing. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray, whom with the Father and the Holy Spirit, you are one God now and forevermore. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service 
and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we Praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is a true gift that he brings to the table for all who confess him as Lord and Savior. It's a gift of faith, a gift of grace, a gift of eternal life. You ready for a gift? Come, the table is prepared. You may be seated. The ushers will bring you.
Will you please stand? Ooh, and just like that, it's a bright light out there. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now, Pastor made it called an audible. And so our closing hymn is not the one that is listed. Our closing hymn is one that you may have heard before. It's A Mighty Fortress, and it's found on page 228 or 229, depending on what, you know, book you're looking at. I'll give you a chance to get it. Thanks for putting up with you, Liz.